welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Nat Strong and Allie. Welcome back to episode number listener stories number <laughs> 11, listener stories 100 and a half. You guys were whispering because we just moved into our new office and we're sharing office space with literally an accounting firm and it's tax season and there's people like <laughs> doing taxes right yes, now. This is so awkward. And we're like sitting on the floor surrounded by, you know, fan art of Fabergé eggs. <laughs> And I feel like we're being so loud. If you guys are following us on Instagram at Let's Get Haunted, which you should be because we're almost to 10,000 followers. Natalia just posted a video of me sitting on the ground trying to set up the scarlet and microphones. Yes. So you can see how destitute this vibe is, but also how come up this vibe is. Right. I know. Yeah. Like we have an office. We have an office. And honestly, this this office is probably like nicer than a lot of the places I've lived. And that's not saying that this office is super nice. It's that saying that I've lived in a lot of really (laughs) shitty places. We just moved in here, guys. So we haven't like soundproofed it yet. Like we like there's like a gap under the door and et cetera. And so if you can kind of hear the air conditioning as well, we haven't figured that out we literally just like brought some boxes from our car up here we're on the floor yeah you guys this is like a bedroom size yeah and i honestly were like suspicious of the people who like are letting us rent from them because you know they were kind of like oh yeah you guys want to be here and then as soon as they like let us move in and we gave the deposit and everything i was like telling Alyssa, like what the fuck like what if these why people are they want letting from us? us yeah like why, why are these legit accountants that yeah. have a like framed canvas photo of themselves back to back in front of With the LAX arms. sign yeah. yeah why are they why are they renting to let's get haunted i know the female douchebag podcast right it's so nice here i just made Alyssa and i a coffee and i went into their like little conference room and there was a bowl of fake lemons and then i touched the lemons and realized they were real okay i was about to say fake or real a bowl of lemons is the class like a wealth symbol right and these are real if you can if you just have a bowl of lemons willy-nilly in your home if you have a spare bowl like (laughs) (laughs) you are part of the one percent if you just have a bowl of lemons and i've been playing a lot of the sims lately which i've actually been dying to tell you guys about but we've been trying to keep our intros short because we do occasionally get negative reviews from people that don't like that we do such long intros yes but I've been playing a lot of The Sims and all of my rich Sim households mm-hmm. have a random bowl of lemons. Wow. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Wow. In the game, in Sims 4, you can either have a bowl of limes or a bowl of lemons, <gasps> but it's kind of expensive. It's like How 12 simoleons. It? And so if you're just starting out as like you a know, young Sim, a young Sim, you can't just have that in right. your kitchen. Yeah. You're just crying in the mirror because right. I made you practice your charisma. Too exactly. Much. You're just getting swallowed <laughs> by the sad clown painting that you've been crying in front of for too long. So. Right. You guys were trying to be like really we're trying to be better than we are for this <laughs> next year. You know, we have an office We're we're trying to do the best we can. And I know that we just released that sick diss track. <laughs> the last episode but those are skeletons in the closet those are behind us and now we're just ready to you know come up yeah i know we recorded our last episode in a building made out of asbestos (laughs) and i told a story about how a man tried to murder me by ringing the doorbell Mm -hmm. at midnight and Mm -hmm. saying he needed his car jumped but had no car 
but now that's behind us yeah, that's we're, behind us we're recording in a legitimate operation yeah there's a real elevator here we pay taxes why are we doing that because <laughs> i was texting natalia and i was like i'm getting all of my receipts ready for like tax season right and I was like, I'm dying over how little of a profit we made. Because it's, it's just a hobby. But we're ready to take it to the we're next ready. step. And you guys want to know what the next step is? It's now season four. It's now listener stories number 11. Right. And by popular request, we are going to start doing listener stories every five episodes mm-hmm. instead of every 10 we hear you guys. We got lots of helpful tweets at the end of the year. We were asking, what would you guys like to see more of this year? So we're going to go ahead and do it because we're men of the people mm-hmm. and we're here to please the people. Hell to the fuck. Yeah. Are you guys ready to get into donations? I would like to shout out Michelle R., Anna and Nate, Mariah and John, Brianne M., Nicole S., Dorothy D., Jamie L, Malik, Vicky. Oh, Malik says from Malik and Peter Barker, happy Singles Awareness Day. Oh, wow. Thanks, wow. guys, Thanks, from the Discord. Guys. Vicky, Brianna at accidental underscore horror, who says, forget Manscaped. You don't need them. You're priceless to me. Thank you, Brianna. But yeah. actually, we all together manifested right. that we're going to do another ad for them soon. Yes. Jacqueline B, Mariah and John again. Haley A, who says, congratulations on 100 episodes. Here's to another 100 episodes of weird haunted shit. Sydney and Katie, who said, we live in Japan and want to tell you that we live in a Jiko Bukit. <gasps> Do you remember that yes. from episode five? Where someone died there? Yes. If you guys don't remember what a Jiko Bukin is, there's no time to explain. You have to go back to episode five, the Setagaya family murders, and listen to that intro where we explain what it is. Sydney and Katie, if you're listening to this, please write us an email. Let's yeah. get hauntedpod at gmail.com. Definitely want to hear about your experience. I'd also like to shout out Elena B and Gracie B, who says, my favorite podcast... If you're looking for new episode fodder, do it on the Ghosts of the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Thank you very much for the suggestion. I will write that down right now. Natalia, do you have anyone you'd like to shout out? I do. I would like to shout out Mason H., Joanna H., Alicia C., Amy S., Brian G., Sarah B., Gwendolyn L., Lachlan F., who donated $100, woo, woo, woo. Brielle S., Haley U., Daniela R., Georgia L., and Raish, or is it Reese? It's R-E-I-C-S-E. I haven't seen that name before, so I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, but just looking at it, I would say Race, Raisha? Raisha or Reese, perhaps. Definitely, Reese. next time you send us a donation, put your pronunciation in the, normally there's like a space where you can write comments. Yeah. That way we can shout you out correctly, but thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And Natalia and I are very nervous about this year now that we're renting a legit office, so really appreciate you guys helping us right. to make this podcast a reality and hopefully now that we have a dedicated podcast space right the content's just going to keep getting better i think so because now we don't have to 
um, rely on Natalia having a tender date that lives right. in an airplane hangar. Right. And exactly. then we go, I know. we go in there and I know. Record. You know what's funny is that I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like the amount of people that I fucked for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you really took one for the team. I did. And I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. You guys, I couldn't tell you guys about it at the time because I was like fucking them and they were probably listening to the podcast and I didn't right. want to be like, well, you know. You went on this date with this guy and then. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm also thinking about how funny is it that you're going on a date and then like three hours later i just come over with podcast <laughs> recording equipment and you're like this is my podcast partner don't mind us we'll right. just be here for a couple hours that like always worked for me when i was single it's like just being kind of chaotic yeah. like people really liked it they, they did you know what yeah. it's intriguing because they're like wow <laughs> she's not like other girls she's using me to record her podcast she's not like other girls she's using me to record her podcast that's hilarious that's a great that should be on a bumper sticker that should for sure i saw last thing i'm gonna say i saw a hilarious bumper sticker the other day it said my other car is driving off a cliff <laughs> well guys this intro is now over 10 minutes long and we're trying to keep intros under 10 to be considerate to the people that don't like the intros yes so without further ado i think it's time for us to read your haunted ass emails. Yeah, let's get into it. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, I have a short one. Go for it's it. It's my first one. Okay, I'm going to read it. So this listener story, which by the way, if you guys would like to get on an episode of listener stories, all you have to do is send your haunted experiences, your ghostly encounters, the times that you've seen an alien and maybe went into the ship and never came back. And now you're sending us an email from outer space <laughs> to let's get haunted pod at gmail.com. And we will read them off on a future episode. This first one comes from Sophie D, who writes, Hello, I recently visited my dad's house. The house is over 140 years old, so it can give off a haunted vibe at night. When my dad was a boy, a bad storm was coming in and the wind picked up. My dad and his siblings held on to the nanny as they walked back to the house. Then, a nearby tree was struck by lightning, and his nanny fell over, dead. What? They said she died from fright. <gasps> now, a more recent story gives me the chills. I was asleep when I awoke to the sound of footsteps outside my window. This scared me because it was the middle of the night. I looked through the window and saw it was my dad. Then I saw him pace across the yard, go out into the field. We live on a ranch where we grow crops. I thought he must have gotten I thought he must have forgotten to turn off the irrigation. Then that morning I asked him about it and he said that he had never gone outside no. the night before. Burn it all down. Hope you have a wonderful day, Sophie. Okay, I'm sorry, but it does Sophie live in that movie Signs? Yeah. This is I'm sorry. Can we lightning? just rewind? Someone died? Yes. So lightning struck a tree. The tree fell down, but not on them, and the lightning did not strike them. But the nanny who was walking with her dad when he was a boy just died of fright. Oh, my God. Like a heart attack. Wow. That is also this is just increasing the fear. The fear I have on you a day-to-day -day basis. You can literally die from being afraid. Yes. We should do a whole episode on that. No, that's horrible. <laughs> I now have a new phobia. Wow. That is super traumatic. All of those. Um, I'm going to say... I don't know. Like, is the dad on some paranormal activity shit? That's true. Because as a boy, he witnessed what could have been a supernatural death. I mean, it's pretty fucking haunted to die right. from fright. Yeah. And then as an adult, he astrally projected <laughs> into 
the field in the middle of the night was he just like possessed going out in the field walking around i mean he says he wasn't even there maybe sophie had like a nightmare that seemed really real or maybe it what if a thinning of the veil parallel universe situation oh, she's wow. seeing her dad's like evil twin his doppelganger oh, no. oh that's really scary stop looking at me <laughs> stop i hate that okay this story this story comes to us from laney p Hey gals, hope you're doing well in quarantine. Oh, so this is really old. My name is Lainey. I'm a college student from Ohio. I am a huge fan of the podcast and recommend it to all of my friends. Thanks, Lainey. I hadn't really gotten much into spooky spiritual stuff until I started listening to you guys. I had a medium level passage of the Ray contest. And since I'd taken it, I definitely felt more aware of energy around me. Ooh. A lot of the experiences I have are more psychic-ish than ghostly. I attribute this stemming from me being an empath. Anyway, here's my stories. They're not super crazy, but for me, they were definitely odd. One evening after class, I was feeling very drained and I was waiting till I had to leave to go to an event. My roommate wasn't home yet, so I decided to take a short nap. I quickly fell into a very odd sleep. My body was unconscious, but my mind was still slightly awake. While I was asleep, I started to feel a strange sensation, like a slight tingle in my fingers and toes. Hmm. Suddenly, my mind woke up essentially, and I had one full thought form of she's home. Literally two seconds after I had the thought, I heard my roommate's keys jiggle in the door of the apartment, and I shot out of bed so fast because I had essentially sensed her come home before I could have actually known it. It was so strange. Another time I was in the studio listening to music and stopped to ask my friend about three seats down who also had her headphones on. Afterwards, I turned back to my work and started humming a song. I didn't even know the song. I still don't know it. It was an old rock song. But my friend looked at me wide-eyed and said that I was humming the song that was playing in her headphones before she Ooh. took them off to talk to me. Keep in mind, she's a good seven to ten feet away from me in a busy studio room super weird i've also had numerous dreams where i interact with people and loved ones that have passed most recently i had been feeling very down because my campus shut down for the semester i was mourning all of the social events and school projects that had been canceled and been super mopey and missing my family i had a dream where my family was going to a football game and i was crying then my grandma came up to me and hugged me saying that she was here to visit for the day in the dream, I was aware that she had passed a long time ago, but she just held me and we cried and just talked for a while. That was my whole dream and I really feel like she was visiting me to give me some comfort. Anyway, thanks for everything you do for us listeners. Stay haunted, Lainey. Wow, Lainey, that's a lot to unpack. First of all, I think it's really interesting that after she did the Ray contest is when she started becoming more aware of her like psychic ability no like, i did the same thing because that ray contest just made me feel like a regular bitch and i was like <laughs> no 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 not anymore i um, gotta open up my mind and start seeing creepy shadows yeah. when i imagine my childhood home i'm gonna fucking open up that third eye right I'm not basic you know if you guys don't remember the ray contest maybe you're a new listener that is also from episode five of let's get haunted or right. you can listen to paranormal games part one with james DeAngelis, and we did it again in that episode part of me thinks that maybe she could just have like super really good hearing you know how she yeah. was like asleep and like could hear her friend coming perhaps oh and the other one was like she started humming the song that she was listening to so maybe she could just like hear it like subconsciously she has like superhuman hearing 
That's an know. interesting, yeah. Interesting, right? Also, I always think dreams are very, very haunted and interesting. Yeah. I recently had a dream. Her talking about her dream reminded me of this. I told Natalia about this already. I had a dream that me, Natalia, our friend Chelsea, our friend Amy, like a bunch of other friends that we have. Right. We were in a building and then the building was on fire. <laughs> and then I somehow was the only one able to teleport down from the balcony to the ground. <laughs> and then I was running into the building because I guess the first floor was a mattress store and just grabbing mattresses wow. and trying to like line the ground below the balcony with mattresses so that everyone could jump off the balcony onto the mattress. Why couldn't you just help us teleport? I don't know. <laughs> but that's how that's why dreams are so haunted because it's like the logical thing which would be to right. help you guys teleport. Right. Obviously, that would be it doesn't. the reasonable thing. Yeah, it's an anxiety dream. It's funny because that same night that Alyssa had that anxiety dream, I also had an anxiety <laughs> dream, which was very different. So we were in an office and Alyssa's like dream boyfriend, not like a real boyfriend, but you know, like a stock boyfriend, right, right. Like dream boyfriend, like was giving her a Valentine's Day present and he put this huge box on the table and like me and Alyssa and there was some other person there, we're all looking at it and we're like, whoa, like what is this going to be? And Alyssa's like had this huge smile on her face and she unwrapped it like a huge bow on on it and then like the sides of the box just all fell to the side like they do in like a car commercial or something right but instead of there being like a car or like something awesome it was just three printers stacked <laughs> on top of each other and it was just really quiet for a second and I was like trying to save face and like make the mood like lighter because I could just tell that Alyssa was like pissed at her yeah, like why'd you get me three used right. printers and so I was like lol like should we just go on craigslist and list like three new printers like new with tags right now and then her like dream boyfriend didn't say anything and Alyssa got up to the bathroom to like obviously go cry or like freak <laughs> up or whatever so while she was gone i was telling her boyfriend i was like okay here's what we're gonna do you're gonna tell her that you had something custom made for her in italy and it hasn't come <laughs> yet because <laughs> because it's still stuck at customs or something and that this was just something you got her to uh christen her new office and just like you have to like smile really big when you say it and like make it a joke and then he was like oh okay and then Alyssa came back out and he told her that and she was still not satisfied but it because was like I less awkward because I knew it was bullshit <laughs> I knew it was even in the dream I would know that that was bullshit but I love you know what I love about that dream is it shows the lengths that you will go to like scheme to help someone else like right. in that si situation <laughs> it would not have benefited you but you were like no here's the thing i've got a plan i've always got a plan on deck right yeah, yeah. It, it yeah well it was just funny because Alyssa and i we were having anxiety dreams leading up to signing the lease for this office because we yeah. like didn't like it's a huge commitment and we didn't know if we'd be able to like keep it up and etc cetera, etc cetera. And so after we both had like those anxiety dreams, we were like, okay, we should just sign the lease because it's like not worth to be yeah, this yeah. Like, scared it's about it. It's not worth continuing to be this stressed out about it. Totally. So what do you guys think? Um, what was the name of this listener? Lainey. Lainey, it sounds like you might have some insider knowledge because you s appear to have some sort of medium capability. So if you're listening to this, please analyze our dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Also, I want to know, is there anyone that listens to our podcast that legitimately does dream interpretation as like a side hobby or a career? Oh, I'm sure. Because I want to talk to you. Yeah. I would love to do an episode on like dreams. Right. Yeah. Incredible. Okay. This next one comes from Katie S. Hi, guys. So this is an actual thing that happened to me and I still have nightmares and anxiety about it. Super fun. 
Anyway, let's get haunted. So every summer, I go up to Vermont near Stowe at a resort called Smuggler's Notch, a basin in between three mountains. Sounds sexual. Also, first of all, Smuggler's (laughs) Notch. (laughs) Come on, guys. We all know what that is. But also, this is giving very strong uh, Dutchman's Treasure vibes so far. The Notch is where two mountains converge and get super close together. And so to get to the resort, you have to drive through a super narrow path between the mountains. It's super cool, but driving through the notch at night is terrifying. There's a forest on either side of you and giant mountains that block out any light. There's no electricity running through the notch. So when the sun goes down, it's pitch black. Three years ago, my family was driving through the notch to get back to our condo from a dinner in Stowe. Our car's brights were on so we could see, and we were driving up the path as carefully as we could. We came around a turn, and the headlights hit against the tree line. As we finished the turn, the headlights caught something. It was pale, almost white, with large eyes. What? Its appendages were long and spindly, and it was on all fours. No. It seemed to be maybe three feet long from head to end, but I couldn't see it for long. It quickly retreated back into the woods when the light hit it. I can still see how it moved. It was just wrong. I have no other way to describe how it moved. It was just not how something is supposed to move. It just wasn't right. I was sure I was imagining it, but my older brother in the seat directly in front of me said, what the hell was that? He sounded scared. My mom was driving and paying very intense attention to the dangerous drive. My dad was looking out the passenger window, and my other brother was sitting on his phone, so only my brother Jake and I saw it. My mom said it was probably a raccoon, and Jake accepted that happily, but I couldn't. I knew it wasn't. Fast forward a year or so, I was reading a book on cryptid encounters and came across a drawing of the Dover demon. What? I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was exactly what I saw that night. Every summer now, I can't drive through the notch at night without watching the woods extremely close. I'm scared every time now. It didn't hurt me and it probably wouldn't, but I dread seeing it walk again more than anything else. I am terrified of seeing something so wrong again. Thanks for giving me a place to talk about this. No one believes me, which I understand because it's hard to believe these kinds of stories, but it still scares me. Thanks for getting haunted with me, Katie. P.S. This is a drawing of what I saw. I just looked it up. Oh my God. What the hell? You guys, I'm going to post this on Let's Get Haunted at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram. Let me show you this. This is what I'm looking at. Yeah. Can you describe this to our listeners, Natalia? Okay. So there's a few different drawings and it's basically, it's like an, it's like an alien. So it's got like the big head and the Mm -hmm. the body, but then its appendages are super long and it's got like really long spindly fingers. It It looks looks like a walking stick. Yeah. You know, like the bug, a walking stick, how it's like a really long back and sort of like insect like legs or whatever but like human sized it's like a human si- oh that it's sorry that creeped me scary. out i just imagined a human sized walking stick and that i hate walking no, sticks I they hate. have bad energy yeah don't they don't like have it. brains it's too skinny to have a brain how it is it alive i don't know how could you fit a brain in that <laughs> sticks can't have brains <laughs> yeah. how was that stick walking that's right <laughs> yeah that 
shit looks fucked up. I don't know. If I were you, I would be like, mom, that definitely wasn't a raccoon. Like, <laughs> are you okay? Like, do you yeah. know what a raccoon is? <laughs> like, I'd be more concerned for your mom and your brother. Like, are you guys like, do you know? What- how are you? So, But you know what? I think this goes back to what we talked about this year in the Hamar Devon episode, which is sometimes when people see traumatic things, their brain tries to rationalize it. Right. You know what I mean? So they create a new memory. This so, was the theory I did not accept, I but I will allow it. <laughs> but we'll allow it just for this time, right? Because this is an example. Her right. brother's like, what the fuck was that? And then the mom's like, oh, you probably just saw a raccoon. And he's like, yeah, right. I accept that now because yeah. that is better than the reality of what I did see. That is scary. That's scary as shit. Yeah. Um, also, we believe you, obviously. Yeah. And... I'm seeing this email came in before we did the Beast of Bray Road episode. So if you listened to that episode, Katie, I feel like maybe that episode resonated with you because that's what some of our witnesses said is that they feel like all alone because they've never had a space to share this before. So I appreciate you sharing this experience with us. That sounds terrifying as shit. Yeah, no, I don't like that guy at all. Um, All right. This one comes from us. This one comes to us. Does this one come from us? <laughs> I wrote this email to us. <laughs> this one comes from Lindsay L. And it's Robert the Creepy AF Doll. Oh, we know about Robert. We do? Oh, you don't know about Robert? I don't know about Robert. Oh, my gosh. Well, she's about to tell us. Okay. Hi, Ali and Nat. I think you know about Robert. We'll see. I love the podcast and both of you so much. I grew up very sheltered and I'm vanilla as fuck. So I've never experienced anything paranormal and have limited knowledge about anything creepy or interesting, but I love hearing about it. So your podcast is my number one because of the addicting eerie content, especially the alien episodes. I eat that shit up. Oh, good. I'm glad someone else likes the alien episodes (laughs) because sometimes they like get less comments on the photo dumps when we do like haunted ass, um, like disappearances or haunted like houses an- it gets more comments and so i'm like am i the only one enjoying the alien episodes so i'm glad to hear that yeah that's good yeah you guys if you like aliens comment more about them last summer my sister worked on a boat in key west when i visited her we went on a ghost tour through a company called ghosts and gravestones we walked up this one street and saw an old-fashioned house with a turret you know the kind that has a round tower room coming out from the house to make it look like a tower? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of house, like a dollhouse. Mm-hmm. My sister turned to me and said that she always biked down the street because she thought this house was so cute. Guess what? It is fucking haunted. <laughs> there is a haunted doll named Robert in Key West that lived there. What? He inspired the story for Annabelle. I have lots of information from the tour guide lady, my sister's friends, and some websites. All of the bits of info are spinning around in my head like a maelstrom. What's a maelstrom? Something that spins. (laughs) So I will try to organize and compile them all in one place for you. Bottom line, he is so haunted and you are not allowed to take pictures of him without his permission or you'll be cursed. I was skeptic of the tour guide's examples of things people have experienced after taking his picture at first. Apparently, the museum where Robert currently lives has received countless letters and emails from people asking the staff to read to the doll, requesting forgiveness and lift the curse. My sister, who I trust with my life, said that she worked with a guy named JT, who she had to go pick up because he took a photo of Robert without his permission and when he left all four tires of his car blew what all four at once that never happens haunted as fuck 
I've attached the story and I'd love to hear what you guys think. It's kind of long. So Robert might need, might need his own episode instead of being a listener story, lol. But whatever you guys think is best. I just knew you guys would love this legend like I do. Here's my conclusion. Just to be, just be nice to people, especially witches. Thanks for the podcast and bringing interesting content into my life. Stay haunted, Lindsay L. Before you read the story that she sent about Robert the doll, yeah. can I show you what a maelstrom is? Yes. It's a whirlpool oh, in the whirlpool. ocean wow. that can like suck people in. No, fuck Very that. haunted. If what? this idea was maelstroming <gasps> around in your head. No. Why is there holes in the ocean? Like there's no like <laughs> things. What? That doesn't make sense. You can't have a hole in water. You've never heard of a whirlpool? Yeah, but a whirlpool exists because there's like currents and rocks at the bottom that make it like a, a whirlpool in the middle of the ocean means there's like something there. Is it just like currents flowing together? I would. I guess it's probably currents. Also, I'm seeing it's on tvtropes.com. So I guess that's a popular thing in like pirate movies is there will just be a maelstrom. That's true. And yes. They, and like, Pirates of the Caribbean, down. they get sucked into one and they're like battling each other with cannons from each side of it. It's very scary. Yeah, seems realistic. Okay, so here's the info on Robert the doll. I kind of know about this because remember the episode with Post Malone and yeah. the Dybbuk box? That like random hotel, I think it's in Vegas where mm-hmm. they have like a bunch of haunted shit. They have Robert the doll. Oh, there. that's right. I do remember that tidbit from that episode. So here is what Lindsay sent about Robert the doll. She said, look up your own pics because I don't want to save any on my computer, lol. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not even going to look it up. The Ottos were a wealthy and prominent family in Key West in the early 1900s. The family lived in a Victorian mansion on Eaton Street with their servants, whom they mistreated. The nanny was from Haiti and was rumored to practice Santeria. She was responsible for caring for seven-year-old Robert Eugene. They were very close and loved each other. So when the family supposedly caught her using voodoo and the nanny was fired, it was hard for both of them. The ex-nanny asked if she could come bring Robert a parting gift, a cloth doll she had made complete with locks of the boy's hair she had saved from when she'd cut it. The autos agreed and Robert loved his doll. The doll was stuffed with straw and had beads for eyes, a white sailor outfit, and a toy dog under his arm. He was about the size of a five-year-old child and be covered in scar-like marks. The ex-nanny and the Otto family parted, and in 1904, the haunting began. Some say that the doll was bought from Germany by the grandfather and given to Robert Eugene. Okay, Okay, so two different stories. Right. Robert Eugene and his doll were inseparable. He took the doll everywhere. When Robert Eugene was 10 years old, he became unhealthily obsessed with the doll and started going by Eugene or Jean because the doll demanded his name Robert. Oh my God. So now the boy went by Jean and the doll went by Robert. I don't like that. Robert had a seat at the table. Robert was talked about in first person. The autos just went with it and Robert was treated as a member of the family. Jean's innocent relationship with Robert took on a strange nature. He would introduce people to the doll as Robert. Jean would talk and whisper to the doll. The family members heard a deep voice answering back no, to Jean, no. but assumed Jean was just ventriloquizing, ventriloquizing, just puppeting the doll. <laughs> <laughs> One night, the mother heard Jean scream and rushed up to his room and broke into the locked door to find Robert sitting on the edge of Jean's bed, staring at him. Jean's room was at the top of that turret, so when there was the sound of furniture being moved, the whole house below heard it. When asked why he was moving furniture, Jean would say that Robert did it. They once again assumed that Jean was just being a little boy trying to get away with what he could. 
it was hard for the family to keep worried servants employed. If the servants <laughs> served Jean T, they also had to serve Robert T too. They thought of Jean as having an unhealthy attachment to the eerie doll, so after a certain age, they stopped responding to the doll. However, Jean was still inseparable from Robert. The first night the servants did not serve Robert dinner, they put up the china like normal. When they came back the next morning, they found all of the cups and plates shattered. When the parents scolded Jean, he said, Robert did it because you did not serve him dinner. When his toys were torn apart, Robert did it. Jean would still be punished because they thought him difficult. Robert would sit in a chair in the turret room in front of the window. Children who walked by claimed that he would disappear and then reappear before their eyes. When Jean was not home, his parents still heard the deep voice coming from the turret room and knew that Jean was not speaking for him. The auto parents knew they had to do something, so they put Robert in a box and placed him in the attic for years. More servants quit because they could hear someone running and giggling in the attic. No. After his father died, Jean reunited with Robert and lived in the Eaton Street mansion with the doll. What the fuck? He's like a full-grown man and went back to this lake house to oh live with that doll? Oh, my God. Jean, as an adult, worked as an artist and never parted from the doll. Locals stay away from the from the grown eccentric gene and the house on Eaton. Wait, he's still alive? Side note, this guy ended up getting married. So if this nutso dude can find love, then anyone can. <laughs> this H inspirational. His wife, Annette, hated the doll. She was said to have banished the doll to the attic. Robert responded accordingly. The doll demanded his old turret room back so he could have a view of the street. Gene would stay in the turret room with the doll. Jean would paint and talk to the doll despite his wife Annette's displeasure, leading to their unhappy marriage. Well, fucking of course. Well, I'm sorry. I would not even marry someone if they were like, hey, my best man's a doll and he <laughs> needs to sit at our table and you need to make three dinners, one for the doll. Annette was driven to madness. Annette was driven to madness and later died. Jean resided in the Eaton's house with Robert. Passerbys reported flickering lights in the turret room and the sound of evil laughter. In 1974, Jean died and Myrtle Roeder bought the house, but Robert had to come with it. She boxed up the doll, placed him in the attic once again, much to his displeasure. Myrtle would find the doll throughout the house, and on one account, she woke up to evil giggling in the middle of the night, no, and Robert was at the foot of her bed with I a knife. I want to cry. Myrtle allowed Robert to rain, remain in the familiar turret room to keep the hauntings at bay. Myrtle's visitors said that they heard footsteps and giggling above them. Some claim that when Jean was spoken of in a negative way the doll's pre in the doll's presence, Robert's expression would change to look angry. Myrtle even claimed that she would find the doll in a different place than where she left him. Myrtle and her visitors also reported that Robert would disappear and reappear. Someone tried to destroy the doll, and now there are marks across Robert's face. The person ended up in the hospital and later died. She finally donated him to the museum after 20 years. The Fort East Martello Museum placed Robert in a glass case sitting in a chair. The next day, the workers found him lying on the floor in the glass case, so they opened it up and put him back on the chair. Hour by hour, they noticed that he was twisting inch by inch later facing a completely different direction than he was originally placed. So then the museum workers had to tie him to the chair. They also reported that his creepy expression would transform into a scowl. You're not allowed to take a picture of Robert without politely asking his permission. It's rumored that a curse will be placed on you if you disrespect him. 
The museum receives about three apology letters a day addressed to Robert for taking his picture and asking if he can forgive them and lift the curse. The museum has all the letters saved. The mischievous Robert the doll is now 112 years old. What the fuck did I just read? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sweating. Look look at these. I feel like I have a fever. Did she send pictures? Yeah. No. Why did you do this? Oh, no. No, I'm not going to look. Let's not. Let's not up. look. Yeah, let's not even don't. risk it. If I get it. brave, I'll post a photo of Robert to at Let's Get Haunted for the photo dump for this episode. I could you already talked about Robert the doll. No. Maybe I did and I just like performed a spell to <laughs> erase my memory because this is, I feel like I have a fever right now. This is like I don't understand. Horrifying. If you wake up and there's a doll at the end of your bed with a knife, like why are you just like, okay, I'll put him back in the, office, <laughs> uh, the in the attic. This is not working. What do you even do at that point? Like you can't call 911. What are you going to say? There's possessed raggedy ann at the foot like you can't they're I not think you come. just take the jaw and like drown it like like put it in the ocean what would like, you do give that shit a viking burial set the box <laughs> on fire and put it in the ocean right put bye. it on a raft yeah, like bye, tom Felicia. sawyer it and fucking send it down the mississippi yeah how is he gonna come back okay what would you do if tomorrow i came into the office carrying a life-size doll that had strands of my hair sewn into it and i placed it in a chair and i was like this is Alyssa." you will now refer to me as eugenia yeah what would you do what would i do i would and i was like we have to put a mic we have to have three microphones now this is our new like co-host truthfully i would like be like this is exciting what's Alyssa (laughs) doing right now like what i don't know what this is but like something's happening that's fun and i don't know what it is (laughs) (laughs) well that's fucking haunted and terrifying and i now i'm like simultaneously thinking already in my head like can I reach out to any of these people? Are any of these people still alive? I want to like hear more, but then I'm like, don't mess with it. The other half of me is like, don't even mess with it. You don't want to get cursed. Right. Remember post Malone, like did stuff with the Dybbuk box. (laughs) But then did you see that the Dybbuk box, the guy who originally posted the eBay posting came out last year and was like, Oh, I made it all up. It's not true. What did the box tell him to say that? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Cause we had a listener tweet at us. Um, and be like, hey, did you guys see this? And my response to that is it can go either way. Either right. this eBay poster was getting super harassed by people who wanted to learn more about right. the Dybbuk box. So he was like, you guys, it's bullshit. Leave me alone. Yeah. Or it was bullshit. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or he doesn't want to be associated with it anymore. Or the or, box told him to do yes. it because it's like, yeah, I'm just a box. Just right. put me in your house. Everything's fine. Yeah, Don't you, burn you're me. You're like giving me like a bad reputation. Right. I need to possess someone in order for this to be a fruitful right. existence yeah, for me. Yeah, quit looking at me right now. Like, <laughs> you're scaring me. Okay, guys, next email. This one comes from Matthew Z, who writes, Hi, gals. Love your podcast. I'm Matthew and have tones of supernatural experiences. What? I'm going to tell you two of these stories. First story, the seeing ghost test. I can't spell it and don't want to butcher it. Reminded me of this story. So that's the Ray contest. Okay. Me and my best friend were super into that kind of stuff. So when I was at her house, she Googled tests about how to see ghosts. We found that test, but the site said that it was to see if your childhood home was haunted. My friend read the instructions, and we both tried to picture our childhood houses, which we both still lived in. Halfway through, I started crying and said, Do you see them? The shadows? 
She looked at me confused and told me I was crazy. We got to the end and she read that seeing figures meant that your house had a ghost. I was crying and almost threw up. I stayed at her house for three days after that. What? I'm sorry. Why was they? Why were they crying? What? So Matthew Z is saying that he went to his friend's home. Yeah. And they decided to do. They wanted to do the Raycon test that we talked about in episode five. So he freaked out because he still lives in that childhood home and was like, "I'm going to stay with my friend for three days." And then was everything fine? I don't know. It doesn't say. That's the end of the story. Well, that's the end of the first story. Now we're going to talk about the second story. We'll have to say. I know, Matthew, write another email. Are you okay now? Did you get swallowed up by the ghosts? Okay, story number two. I'm a trans guy. Normally, I wouldn't mention this, but it's kind of the biggest part of the story. When I was young, I was in Girl Scouts. We were volunteering at a nursing home. Our troop leader told us to pick an, quote, old lady or lady and talk to them for a bit. I felt drawn to this nice old lady. I think her name was Nance. I walked over to her and she said, hi, your name is Matthew, right? I didn't even know I was trans at the time, so I was confused. She noted my confusion and said, Matt, everyone calls you that, don't they? I felt bad and just nodded. We talked for a bit and she kept using he, him pronouns and asked why I was, quote, hanging out with those girls over there. I forgot about the story, and around two or three years later, I came out and started going by Matthew. (gasps) I came out to my friend who was in my troop at the time, and she reminded me of the old lady that called me Matthew. Now, all my friends and family call me Matt, and that story is one of my favorites, and I wanted to share it with you. Um, Okay, incredible. What if... What the fuck? That's so cool. So she, like, just knew who their like inner person was yeah i mean it sounds to me like babies and old people right because they're both closer to oh i was gonna (laughs) say old people are like close to death right Right. like let's just call it like it is yeah yeah and then babies are close to i mean not being born is kind of like death right yeah to me i i think of it as like the ego so the longer you're alive the bigger ego you build right like you have like trauma you have experiences etc so you build this ego to protect yourself and like to keep your you know social whatever fucking mind games you play with yourself like working while you're alive and then as you get older you're like actually i don't give a fuck like whether or not like people perceive me as the way that i perceive myself to be successful and when you're a baby you're like who the fuck cares how other people think of me you know and so like i feel like she saw beyond that person's ego like into Uh, their and saw through them to their true self yes also this woman may have been a medium right you know before she was put in the retirement home or she could have been a time traveler from another dimension who came to the past wow just just to plant that seed in matthew's mind right so that subconsciously in the future he would choose that name honestly i think it's incredible matthew that you chose that name without remembering that story yeah that's the coolest part yeah i like that story all right natalia who's up next ashley m Hey, my dudes. First of all, you guys are amazing. 
I just finished MFM and I'm really picky about my podcast and I've gone through a lot of podcasts before I found yours. You're my new favorite podcast and I'm already binging your episodes. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. MFM. My favorite murder. (laughs) Okay. Remind me to tell you something inappropriate later. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So let's get to my stories. I have a lot of supernatural stories, so bear with me. Also, feel free to skip any if they don't interest you. Lol. The first time I saw a ghost. When I was a kid, we would spend the summer with my grandparents. They lived in an older house that had a number of owners before them. One night, I woke up thirsty, so I went upstairs for some water. When I reached the top of the stairs, I looked down the hallway towards my uncle's room. They were in college at this point, so they were in and out of the house often. And I saw the figure of a boy. I immediately thought that the boy was around 16, but I was six, so what did I know? The boy stood there looking at me. He looked like a shadow, and then he turned to the right-hand bedroom. Me, being the nosy and unafraid of supernatural Scorpio that I am, (laughs) followed him into the bedroom, and no one was there. But I wasn't really scared of what I saw, nor did I get bad vibes. Eventually, I told my grandpa about what happened, and he said that he wasn't surprised that strange things often happened in that house. Then he told me about a boy who died, who lived in the house before them. Apparently, he died in a car crash at 16. What? Okay. Next story. Wow. (laughs) The man with the funny teeth who puts me on the ceiling. What? What? (laughs) I swear this isn't a creepypasta. So my in-laws live in Alaska, and we were there visiting one Christmas, staying in their guest room. At the time, my son was three, and we put him down for bed when he woke maybe an hour or two later. He was giggling and mumbling to himself. When I went into the bedroom to put him back down, he suddenly pointed to the darkest corner of the room and said, there's a man with funny teeth who puts me on the ceiling. No. I just got chills. I honestly didn't know what to do other than tell him that there wasn't a man there and to go back to bed. But I straight up was like, great, there's a demon in the room. I'm going to be so pissed if my child gets possessed. (laughs) Luckily, he didn't. And other than getting terrible vibes from the room, nothing happened the rest of the trip. My nephew, who's two, also had experiences in that room. According to my sister-in-law, he'll point to the same corner and say, who dat, who dat? No. My sister-in-law used to I just got dizzy. That's how, like, my anxiety is giving me tunnel vision and I just got dizzy. (laughs) My sister-in-law used to live in that room and never experienced anything, but my mother-in-law collects antiques, so we... I think that something is attached to something she bought and is in that room, possibly even in that corner. That like all of these stories, I need to know more and they just end. Uh, that is terrifying. Great grandpa's goodbye kiss. Like a hill. I'm sorry to interrupt. Like a, a hillbilly man, man on the ceiling. What does that mean? Uh, well, a man with funny teeth just makes me think of like a hillbilly like stereotype or that's just like slapping his knee in the corner. Or what if he has like sharp, like jagged teeth? Oh. There's so many. Which one's scarier? You guys tell us in the comments for this photo dump at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram. Would it be scarier if it was like an old prospector's ghost <laughs> in the corner of the room, like slapping right. his knee and grabbing your kids and putting them on the ceiling? Or would it be scarier if it was like a sharp toothed demon yeah. entity in the corner of the room? Oh, either way. Either way. Great grandpa's goodbye kiss. So this isn't my story, but my great grandma. So it still counts. The night my grandpa passed away, 
He had been in the hospital for a really long time, and my grandmother woke in her bed to him kissing her. Moments later, the phone rang, and the hospital told her that he had passed. They were really, really still very much in love, and I think it's so sweet that he came back to say goodbye. That's sweet. That gives me, like, chills, like, sweet chills. Yeah. My grandma still visits me. So my grandmother passed away at age 64 from breast cancer last year. She was a beautiful woman, wonderful artist, and was a bit of a hippie when I'd stay there during the summers. Every night she'd come in the room and rub essential oils on her feet, then give them a little squeeze before saying goodnight. That's so cute. The night she died, she visited me in my dreams. We were both in a white room. I ran to her and gave her the biggest hug. I could feel her soft skin and even smell her. She always smelled heavily of oils in the best way. I cried and said, I know you're not really here, but I'm going to pretend you are. And she said, I am here before giving me a squeeze. It might not seem like much, but it still gives me chills and makes me teary whenever I think about it. It was so real. That's really sweet. She also visits me from time to time. We were really close and I think of her often. Recently, I was laying in bed really missing her when all of a sudden I felt really peaceful and then felt the edge of my bed right by my feet sink down like someone was sitting there. Then it got up after a few seconds. Also, every so often when I'm putting my daughter to bed, who's one and a half, I'll be laying in bed with her singing a song or whatever, and I'll feel a little squeeze on my foot. That's it. Thanks for the quality podcast and the constant entertainment. Ashley. P.S. I make resin art, including things like planchettes. And if you wanted to check out my Etsy or Insta, which is Wardrobe Co., I would love to send you guys something for your podcast room or whatever it's called lol oh hell yeah i'd be happy to make something similar to something you like or have a piece available just hit me up and i'll send your way ashley we would love that yeah any i'll go check it out uh, yeah because now we actually have an office we yes. can start decorating with stuff yes um what the fuck is the guy with the weird teeth that puts them on the ceiling? Like all the rest of those stories were really sweet and heartwarming, but what the fuck was that story? I know you guys can't see us right now because we don't have cameras set up yet in the new office, but I am like spinning around on the ground. I'm like so uncomfortable. I'm just like moving around, like right. doing yoga, Stretching. trying to like get this bad vibe of this tooth man out of I my know. life. Wait, what was the juicy gossip you wanted to say about MFM? Oh, so it says like I just finished MFM and like whenever. OK, so like <laughs> in porn, when it's a threesome, oh. there can either male, be, female, yes, male. OK, yes. yes. OK, the good kind. So you thought that she had just finished <laughs> watching a devil's threesome. <laughs> and then like was like, I love your podcast. Like I just like finished. you're <laughs> watching porn reminds me of you guys. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> honestly, that would be the biggest compliment. Like, <laughs> all right this i next, bet this podcast is on in the background while people are fucking i like, hope so yeah honestly right well actually i feel like it would ruin the mood like you're like yeah trying to have sex and then like you hear like haunted music <laughs> and like a little girl a little, like i'm right behind you that episode that you did about demons and then right. you put just the little girl whispering in it and like talking in it yes if somebody had that on during sex i'm sorry but you deserve <laughs> every demon that comes your way because that episode made me so scared right this next story comes from isla m hi gals i just discovered your podcast and have been binging it like crazy and wanted to share with you my haunted story yes from 1988 to 1998, my best friend Amy lived across the street from me. When I was 10, she moved to a house about 10 minutes away. 
The house was a cute, tiny, little two-bedroom, little tiny thing. Sorry. It says tiny, little, two-bedroom, little tiny thing for just her and her mom. That's like how I describe my dogs. I'm like, my little, tiny, itty, bitty, <laughs> baby, tiny dog. <laughs> we all were aware that an older lady had died in the living room in the living room of natural causes, but it was fine. The living room was cute and I never had any weird feelings about it. Secondly, the basement of this very, very old house was undeveloped and literally it was all wood beams and a literal dirt floor with a single hanging light bulb, like an absolute horror movie basement. But also down there, I was never creeped out. We played down there all the time and I never got nervous or scared in the basement Yet now at 32, when I look back, it was probably unsafe and definitely way scarier than I remember. But just off the living room upstairs was the laundry room, a small little room the size of a bathroom. The laundry machines were in there as well as general shelving for storage and a big window that let lots of sunlight in. For all intents and purposes, this was a brightly lit room with nothing weird about it. But I got the heebie heebie jeebies even so much as looking at the door why just full body shutters i would never ever step actual foot in there i'd stand on the threshold and lean and stretch and reach as far as i could to get sleeping bags off the shelves but i refused to ever go into the room even at 10 years old i could sense something wasn't right but i never brought it up and never mentioned it to anyone I was 10 and Amy was 12 and, in capitals, very cool to little <laughs> me. So I didn't want to be a scaredy cat baby and I just never said anything to anyone. A year later, Amy moved to another province and we didn't see each other for 10 years. But when I was 20, I went to finally visit her and we reminisced and talked so much of our childhood and memories growing up together. Mm. One night... Amy, her husband, and I were talking about UFOs and paranormal stuff. And Amy goes, do you remember that house I lived in on the north side? And I looked right at her and said, yes, I do. And I trailed off because I just immediately got that dread feeling all over my body about mm. that damn laundry room. And Amy and I locked eyes. And at the literal exact same moment, we both cried out, the laundry room. And we both gasped and freaked out and nearly cried because neither of us had ever, ever said a single word to another human being about our feelings about that room. And finally, in that moment, we realized we both had that exact same feeling. And we started talking about it and confirmed that, yes, we both felt sheer terror and dread about that room. Wow. Even a decade later, I'll literally never forget that moment of us yelling the laundry room at each other and the affirmation I felt in knowing I wasn't alone in that experience. Thank you for your wonderful podcast, Ayla. Said like Kayla, but with no K. Wow. Ayla, thank you for that story. I wonder what happened in that laundry room. I know. You know, I feel like that's like kind of a universal spirit experience. Like as a child, there's just certain things that creep you out about like certain homes. Like I know we had, um, there was a bathroom in my house that I was like convinced like to never really? just go in there. Like if I did pee in there, I would like leave the door open to the rest of the oh, house. Interesting. I was just creeped out by like certain Is areas. this like your childhood home? Yeah. 
Yeah, and like we had like an attic space that had been converted into like a giant playroom, and I don't know Ooh. what it was about it, but I just felt like if I was up there alone, like something bad was gonna happen. So like I would never go up there by myself. I don't, and like it's like like we've said, like maybe when you're a child, you're closer to, you know, the veil is thinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that uh, okay. The only thing I'm thinking about right now, I've I know I've already shouted out this podcast before, and for no reason, like I don't know these people, um, but radio rental which we talked about yes. in our bonus episode at the end of last year they have a story about someone who i don't want to ruin it but it involves an attic playroom and so right now while you were just saying that i just got the creeps because i was, was remembering someone that living story. in the attic i don't want to listen to like every episode and so i don't know which one you're talking about the but. one um it's called laura of the woods Oh yes, where the mom was. Yes, protect. yes. I oh, if you guys, I don't want to ruin it for anyone that hasn't listened to that no, episode yet. We need to ruin it. For no, them. no, I don't. Okay, yeah, that's true. They don't owe us anything. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, basically, there's this little boy, and he's playing with this little girl at this creepy ass house in the woods. And then, as he gets older, he goes and visit it uh, with this like little girl who's like really weird and like teaches him how to smoke cigarettes, and they like do like weird little kid stuff, right? Right. And then he gets older, and he goes to the house because it's for sale. And as he's like walking around the house, he recognizes the girl's mom and he's like, wow, she just like has this like weird, like really familiar vibe. Like she looks so much like the little girl. Right. And apparently like the little girl had died before or whatever. And yeah. She, the, yes. Then he found out that the little, the little girl, girl died. died and it was the mom wearing a wig pretending to be the little girl uh, teaching him how to smoke cigarettes. Go right now to Radio Rental. Tell First of all, tell them that they need to sign us to whatever <laughs> network they're on because we're giving them free press. Right. But that episode scared the sh- I know, no, that was shit the worst out of one. me. That was the worst one because it was like just so fucking creepy. Ugh. Like imagine like a adult playing with your kid pretending to be a child. For, That's dead. Yeah. A dead child. Yeah, just so scary. I hate everything about all of the stories we've heard so far. And thank you very much, Ayla. <laughs> this one comes to us from Jenny J. Hi, ladies. I have two short and sweet haunted personal stories I'd love to share with you guys. So let's start with my dad passing away in April of 2017. A couple months or so after it happened, I was hanging out at my ex-best friend's house. I'll call her Lily for obvious personal reasons. Her parents had made their garage into her room, so we had to go inside to make food. We were high as shit, so you know (laughs) we needed some good munchies. We went in to make mac and cheese, and I went down the hall to use the bathroom. Almost immediately after closing the door, I heard footsteps coming down the hallway, so I just assumed that Lily had a question or something. After a brief pause, I began hearing the sound of nails tapping the door. No. Sort of quick, and one by one, if that makes sense. And then the bathroom door flung open as if someone pushed it open. I stuck my head out the door and called for Lily, who then stuck her head out from down the hall. Nobody else was in the home. We both have always been super into paranormal stuff, and I knew this person would never joke like that because she never had, and I trusted this person with my life. I have chills just even typing this. So let me explain a little more. When I was younger and I'd get up to use the bathroom late at night, my dad would lightly tap his nails against the bathroom door so he wouldn't disturb my sleeping mother. He'd always ask me random stuff or just to say hi because he knew I was happy because he was always happy to see me or talk to me. I believe that day at my friend's, my dad was reaching out and letting me know he was with me. Oh, that's cool. Tears. 
Okay, and one more quick story. Shortly after my dad passed away, me and my mom were about to head to the grocery store together. At the time, she had a Kia Echo, which has that setting to answer phone calls via Bluetooth, right? So we were pulling out of the driveway and it said active call with my father's name on the screen. Super creepy because one, her phone has to be connected in order to do phone calls and it wasn't even turned on. Two, active phone call means she's, it's already been answered. Sorry if that's a no brainer. I just want to be clear. It goes incoming call to active call. And three, my dad's phone was no longer in service or even turned on by this time. We tried clicking all kinds of buttons, but we heard no noise and the screen wouldn't change. Oh my God. But that's all I have. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to read all of this. If you do, happy haunting. I love you guys. I hope to hear this in one of the next episodes. Um, Jenny, that's incredible. I I got the full, I got chills throughout my whole body when you said, it was like the, the call was call. In, yeah the active call yeah that gives me the fucking chills i know right i'm also like what happened with lily like i really want to know why she's your ex-best friend uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have included <laughs> yeah, you that can't just sneak that in yeah. and then not give us the fucking juicy gossip do right. we, are we do we hate her now by right. proxy like I let know. us know i kept expecting her to be like yeah i realized that it was my friend lily fucking with me like she tapped her nails like that way or something and that's why right. she's not my friend anymore i don't know but but yeah, that's that's super, super crazy. And I think that's like also really sweet, you know, like a sweet way to reach out. It's so bittersweet because you want to just fucking be able to talk to your dad, obviously, and take the call. But that's sweet that that's like a way to to reach out, you know? Yeah. As someone with a lot of existential dread on a day to day basis, <laughs> hearing these stories that you guys write in about loved ones reaching out from like beyond the grave right. is very comforting to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Lily, for sharing that. This next story comes from Alesha Inn. And I'm not sure if it's Aisha Inn or Alesha because it's spelled A-L-L-E-S-H-A. But for the purposes of the story, I'm going to say Alesha. Hi, Allie and Nat. I've been a fan of your sh- I've been a fan of your show for a while now, and I've listened to almost all of your published episodes. I love the vibe y'all send out, and I just wanted to give a huge shout out from Canada, specifically Brampton, Ontario. Wow. Shout out Canada. Thank you to all of our Canadian listeners. Brampton in the house. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anyways, she says, I'll move on to my haunted story. Just so you know, I've had so many eerie slash haunting situations happen, and I'm just glad y'all, all all these y'alls making me sound like I'm from Texas, ha ha. (laughs) I'm just glad y'all have a podcast that speaks about these things because trust me, spooky things do exist. So here's where my story begins. Here's some backstory so you understand how weird things got. I live at home with my mother and brother. My mother is chill and believes in spirits and such, and my brother is fun, loving, and will follow me anywhere, and he is developmentally delayed. He is currently 44 years old, but he functions at a five to six-year-old level. He loves to laugh and loves to joke around and loves, quote unquote, scaring me. He'll attempt to hide behind doors and around walls, even though my mom and I can clearly hear him, but we still act surprised when he jumps out. Now, fast forward. I live in a semi-detached bungalow with a view of the front door from my driveway. 
One night, we were all in the living room, which is literally the first room you go into as you enter the front door, and we were watching TV. I had realized I forgot something in my car, and I was trying to build up the courage to face the darkness that was the outdoors. Our porch light wasn't working since I was too lazy to fix it, and boy does that bite me in the ass. Let me mention, I hate the dark. I finally stood up and asked my mom if she could just stand by the door to make sure that I don't die. Mm. She said no. (laughs) (laughs) I then asked my brother to stand by the front door to make sure I don't die. He also said no. So I mumbled and grumbled and finally went to my car to go find my missing item. I remember I kept looking in my car and looking back to the front door to see the inside of my house. I kept up with this looking in my car, looking at my door thing for a few minutes. I finally got to the trunk of my car and I'm still looking for this goddamned missing thing. I look up from my trunk to see my brother standing at the door. I look at him and smile, but he has this blank look on his face, like he's staring off into the distance. I look down quickly and then I look up at him one last time. This really weird smile slowly forms on his face and it slowly, and I mean slowly, grows to the point where his smile looks like it stretches to both of his ears Oh my god! and his head tilts down slightly in this menacing way. I notice he is looking directly at me. As I see this, I shut my trunk and run into the house. I know, I know, I would die in a horror movie because I ran to the house instead of away, but like, it's my family and such, you know? Mm-hmm. As I enter the storm door area, he shuts the door. I bolt into my house to find my brother sitting peacefully beside my mother with his legs propped up on the ottoman. Remember when I said he is 44? Well, he is slightly older and has had a ton of surgeries and ailments, so he's slower and doesn't have the same motor skills like you or I would. Mm -hmm. For him to walk to the door, sit down and prop his legs up, that would take him at least two to three minutes normally, but by the time I got inside, it looked like he didn't even budge. I screamed at him, asking why he was smiling at me and why he closed the front door when he knew I was scared of the dark. He looked at me confused, and my mother piped up with, What are you talking (gasps) about? I can see the confusion and concern in both of their faces. And I say again, why did you just smile at me and close the door in my face? Asking more angrily now. My brother looks to my mom and she says, your brother was sitting here the whole time. What? I was so shocked only because my mother would never lie to me in this situation because she knew I was afraid of the dark and being outside in the darkness. I swear I screamed so loud at them, asking why my brother thought it was funny to smile. At that point, he started crying because he assured me that he hadn't left the thought he was sitting in and that he was getting scared. My mother then started to get worried after I described to her what had happened. After everyone calmed down, I smoke cleansed the house with sage, held my crystals tight, and performed some house protecting rituals. I am West Indian and Indonesian, so we got all of the rituals done. Right. Because we were all so spooked. To this day, I have no idea what that was or what was standing in my doorway. I just oh, got the chills. Me Sorry. too. My Anyways. hair is on, standing on end. Thanks for reading this. I really appreciate your podcast and so far have ranted and raved about it to all of my friends. Maybe I'll send in some other stories once I'm brave enough to type them out. 
Cheers, Alesha N. That was clearly like a shapeshifter or something like that, like taking the form of the brother. So, yeah, right? taking the form of like someone pure that you trust, that you have this right. great relationship with, that loves you. You know, she says like he's always following her right. around. So to see someone that is so like innocent and pure. Right, make that transform. Oh, I hate it. Oh my God, Me no. Too. I was seriously picturing in my mind it just like was painted so perfectly for me of like right. this guy just standing in a doorway watching like you silhouetted like you see the light yes like around him and then just like the oh. face what is that like japanese cryptid person who like gets the big smile the slit oh, woman um it's kashisukeona or kitsuneoka something or whatever it was raina dressed woman. up as uh, yeah yes that's what I was envisioning. You know what I was picturing? Do you know the Grinch? When the yeah. cartoon version of the Grinch, <laughs> yeah. when he's stealing all the Christmas trees and, and he has decorations. And a mischievous and, smile on his face. And it just like forms, it like unfurls <laughs> so creepily. Oh, yes. fuck that. That's what I was picturing is like a human Grinch. Wow. I hate it. Yeah. Okay, next story to tell you because I'm scared. That's creepy. This one comes to us from Valerie R. Hi, beautiful ladies. My name is Val. First, I'd like to say how much I love your podcast. It's dope AF. Anyways, I have a scary story for you that happened to me a couple of months ago. I work at a place in a notoriously racist Alabama, oh, and I've Jesus. worked here for about a year. Our facility is in an old ass building downtown. I mean, old AF. It's like a landmark thing because it's so old. We are on the first floor with access to the basement. My coworkers and I always joke about how haunted our building is and how ghosts of the slaves that were once kept and transported from 100 years ago haunted us. Oh my God, so this is like a really like old place. With all of us joking about ghosts, none of us had the balls to go to the basement alone, but sometimes we'd go down in pairs to either look for something we stored down there or just for shits and giggles. Once my friend and I went into the basement for the second reason, and I will always regret doing this, we went down and turned on the light, which is only a single janky bulb on a string, Bro, by the way. That. It's dusty as fuck down there. And we walked all the way across the basement room to look at the bricked wall on the other end. The other side of the wall was underneath the busy street above us. It used to be used for slave auctions. I looked down and saw chains on the floor and asked my friend where the fuck they came from. He said he had never seen them or known them before. I jokingly said, maybe they're haunted chains. And then I swear to God, I felt wind on the back of my neck. No. Which is impossible because we were underground. No. It honestly felt like a breath. No. I whirled around and I swear I saw the silhouette of a man for a split second. My friends started laughing at me, but then the light went out. We both yelped from it and walked back over to the door that we could see because of the light coming from the other side. I pushed on the door, but it was locked. No. My friend had come over, found the light string, and was able to pull it to turn it back on with no problem. The bulb hadn't gone out. I said, I can't open the door. Did you accidentally lock it? My friend walked over and pushed it open with ease. I honestly believe a poor spirit is stuck down there from the trauma they endured while enslaved, and I hope it finds peace. I've only ever told my girlfriend about this because of how scared it makes me, so I hope you like it. I love you guys. Happy hauntings. P.S. If y'all read this on the podcast, I might shit myself or cry because my lame ass will feel famous. Lamau. Peace 
and love Val. Well, Val, you're famous, but also what the fuck? I don't know. Like if I felt breath on the back of the neck, I would just die. I have this like <laughs> core memory from being really young. There used to be this ride. It wasn't even like a ride. It was like an experience at Disney where there was like an alien that would like come into the room. Like, you know where they have those like things where you're like all it's like a theater experience. Like okay. You're all sitting in chairs and like it's like the Bugs Life one, right? Like when the oh, bugs right, move, right, right. you feel it under your butt. They're like 4D. Like if there's like water, like they spray water on you. It was like that, but it was like an alien thing if you guys are really old maybe you'll remember let me know what it was called <laughs> but basically like an alien appears in the middle of it and then it like gets out and you feel it breathe on the back no. of your neck like hot breath what the fuck and i like i guess because i was just so young at the time that it happened it was just so scary to me that i'll never forget that like spine tingling feeling and sometimes now even if i just imagine that something's breathing on my neck i no, get the, like I asmr like tingles you yeah yeah <sighs> It's just so creepy. Also, you know what? Someone breathing on the back of your neck or a stranger breathing on the back of your neck is so fucking scary for so many reasons. Right. But it's just like such a violation of personal space. I know. That like, the first idea of all, of that, uh, no one needs to breathe like to the point where other people can know you're breathing. Right. I'm you sorry. <laughs> Hopefully this pandemic has taught us that nobody wants to fucking smell your breath right. see your breath or, or be near it. your breath yeah. yeah at all yeah like why are you that close right take several steps back <laughs> that's like at the grocery store when people are right fucking behind you and you're like ex- turning around like why are you doing this I to know. me I know. i'm like trying to type in my debit pin and you're like right fucking behind me reading my debit pin dude people at the grocery store have gotten fucking out of control they lately. really have they are so annoying I went to the liquor store the other day because it was one of my friend's birthdays. And I was like, oh, on my way to her birthday, I'll get her a nice bottle of wine. Right. So I go into this liquor store and I said to the guy, because in California, our mask mandate was very recently lifted. And I noticed the guy wasn't wearing a mask. And I was like, oh, I bet you it feels so good to like, you know, whatever. I was just making small talk. I was right. like, I bet you it feels so good to like not have to remember your mask anymore. Because right. I don't know about you guys, but I constantly am stressing about my mask. I'm like, it's dirty, but I got to put it on anyway. Yeah. Oh, I forgot it. What do I can't go into the store anymore? Like, right. Oh, it's I, a whole ordeal. It's a whole ordeal. Or like the straps break, and then I'm yeah. just like holding it up to my face like a weirdo. So I was making small talk with the guy, and he was like, Yeah, honestly, people have just become so insane now that I'm just happy that. Now I don't have to like be the minimum wage worker that's refusing service to people for not having their mask on and then getting like yelled at. Yeah. He said you would be like absolutely like surprised to see how many like grown ass people would try to come into the store without a mask and he'd have to be like, hey, sorry, it's like California state law. You got to have it on. And they're like, fuck you. I'm never coming here ever again. I'm a pay. I'm like a paying patron. And he's like, I make minimum wage. I, I don't want to be the person telling you this. I know that's that. They like set it up that way. They set yeah. it up so that like you can't communicate with the people who make the rules. Basically. Exactly. Like the onus is on this like poor person that's right. just trying to fucking get through their shit they just want to collect a paycheck so they can pay rent yeah, yeah like don't stop making their lives difficult you're not standing up to the government by like yelling at a guy that makes 15 an hour in california yeah yeah in conclusion i think both of us are very creeped out by the idea of people breathing on your neck and fuck that 
Yeah, I just don't like the idea of other people existing that are like <laughs> that I don't know, you know? Right. Like I was thinking about this the other day. Someone was trying to like start small talk with me in the like I was walking over to my car like at, leaving the grocery store. Someone was trying to start small talk like they were I can't even, I don't even remember what they were saying, but like they started walking towards me and I remember just being like I fucking hope this asshole doesn't start talking to me. <laughs> and as I was saying it in my mind, I was like what is your problem? Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you like this? Like, why are you this bitch? And I'm like, because people don't talk to you unless they're trying to fuck up your day. This next story comes from Laura K. Hey, y'all. I'm currently listening to listener stories number three. And the story about ghost Johnny made me want to share a story with y'all. But this isn't my story. It's my sister's. My family moved into our newly built forever home in a town on the outskirts near Albuquerque, New Mexico around 2006. Also, I just listened to the episode about Angela Sanford yesterday. The oh, MySpace, the MySpace switch. switch. Yes. And it I promise not all of us Burqueños, Albuquerque natives, don't have these terrible eyebrows or beauty <laughs> sacrifices, but we do love our casinos. <laughs> That's so funny that, that she's like, please don't think that we have eyebrows that Yeah, bad. please don't associate <laughs> all of us with Angela's janky ass eyebrows. <laughs> anyway, a little background of the house and its location. At the time, it was a new gated community. There were only three houses when we moved here, and for a couple of months, we were the only family living here, already slightly haunted. And as kids, my sisters and I would play and explore in the houses being built, even more haunted. My sisters and I were still young, so we were always playing around outside in the subdivision. So picture three houses grouped closely together, and then about 35 to 40 empty lots. This subdivision is also right on the bosque, forest in Spanish, but it's not one of those creepy staircase forests, haha, which is about a 10-minute walk from the house. Once you are in the bosque, it's about a five-minute walk, and you get to the river, the Rio Grande. Mm. Sometimes at night, you can hear the coyotes howl, super haunted. The reason for all of this background is that it is along a river, and in the old days, it is likely that people settled and died around that area. So here's the story. There's something in that house that haunts my sister, or maybe her girlfriend at the time. One night, my sister and her girlfriend were trying to go to sleep. They heard this loud bang on the wall. The wall was shared with the middle room that my other sister lived in. They had chalked it up to my other sister and her boyfriend getting frisky. I want to say it happened about two more times, about two more times after, but with long pauses in between. The next day, my two sisters talked about it, and they both thought it, that it was the other making the noise. They thought it was weird, but then didn't really think much of it. Side note, that thud had to be loud as fuck for both to hear it because there's closets along the wall they share. I believe it was a couple weeks later, my sister woke up in the middle of the night and went to get a glass of water. When she came back, she saw a black mass hovering over her sleeping girlfriend. No. She turned the light break on up. and said it vanished 10 seconds after she turned the light on. No, breaking up. Pause right now. No, the relationship ended. <laughs> You're done. We're, I'm pausing right now to say how fucking scary. No, to, I, it doesn't even vanish the second you turn the light on. It waits 10 full seconds of just being a scary hovering mass. I'm and crying. Then it goes, 
<laughs> There's just tears forming in my eyes, guys. It's too scary. Okay, back to the story. Fast forward to a couple of months later, my sister moved into the middle room where my older sister was. My sister's girlfriend spent the night, and before the two no. went to sleep, my sister mentioned that she had work early in the morning and told her girlfriend that she was going to leave her only house key on the nightstand so that she could lock up whenever she leaves. The next morning, my dad chewed my sister out for not locking the door. So when she confronted her girlfriend, she said that my sister didn't even leave a key for her to lock up with, that she must have forgotten to leave it. I do not like this girlfriend at all. <laughs> and to this day, my sister swears up and down that she left it on top of the nightstand right in the middle. When I came home that evening, I saw her tearing her room apart, pulling her nightstand drawers out and dumping them on the bed, moving the nightstand. And I even had to help her move her whole bed looking for this key, her only house key. After she tore her room apart, she cleaned it so well, it was probably the cleanest I've ever seen it. My sisters and I have this habit of just laying in the bed and talking and watching while they clean their rooms. After that, she stayed with her girlfriend for like three days. When she came home, she went straight to her room to put her stuff down. And the key was laying about a foot and a half in front of the door. What? Something took it and replaced it? Her first instinct was to yell at me because I'm the baby of the family for playing a prank on her, but my alibi checked out. None of us, a family of six, has ever encountered whatever she did. Every now and then I would get the creeps, but that's about it. And yes, Allie, I was able to spin the apple in my mind, <laughs> but I saw nobody in the house. One out of three Raycon. Personally, I think that it was some entity fucking with her because she was gay. Who knew ghosts could be homophobic? <laughs> Thank you for reading if you've gotten this far. I hope this makes it in the next half in the next half episode. I've been binging listening to your podcast this past week and scaring the shit out of myself at every little ref reflection and noise, but in a good way. Take care and stay healthy and avid listener Scotty. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, like, for some reason, I immediately blamed the girlfriend because everything was happening around the girlfriend. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's the ghost that's just like fucking around the girlfriend because it's homophobic. Thinking of the grudge, right? Like a yeah. mass with eyes. You know, honestly, the image of a key being like, because I am picturing like Natalia and I are in a room right now. The door probably has like a half, an inch to a half inch gap underneath it. So if the key were to be slid underneath, it would probably stop about a foot and a half in right. front of the door, right? So I'm just picturing some fucking creepy ass ghost, possibly yeah. homophobic, who <laughs> steals this key and then later returns it by sliding it under the door. It was like just trying to get rid of the girlfriend like yeah, by getting maybe. her in trouble. Do not like. I do yeah, not like do that. Not disagree with that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes to us from Madeline S., Hi, my name is Maddie and I have a haunted story. Well, stories. To start, I wanted to say that I'm a big fan of your podcast. It's probably my favorite podcast and that's saying something because I'm pretty picky when it comes to podcasts. Both of you make my day the way you tell stories and interact. It makes me think of my family down in California and it's just a nice feeling. Okay, so I've always had a rather strong third eye. I have this intuition where I can feel the room and understand the energy of people in the room. This can be considered to be empathetic. When I did the Ray contest, I was walking through the house and I alternated between the first and third person perspective. 
Everything seemed darker, like black was overtaking my vision. As I was opening and shutting windows, there was an odd presence. And as I was shutting the windows in my kitchen, there was a shadowy figure in the doorway to the dining room. Nope. I was also able to spin and cut the apple. My left finger was on top, blah, blah, blah. Let's get into the story. (laughs) When I was young, I would see a shadow figure by my door, sometimes more than one. This happened for years until I learned that my family was Native American. It slash they disappeared. The creature always made me feel odd, but I knew I was never in danger. When I was young, I also saw a light in my closet. I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked towards my closet. There was a relatively small glowing light. At the time, I thought it was a fairy, but now I'm not so sure. Okay, time for the main story. I mentioned earlier that my family is Native American, so we went to San Diego to see my family. My mom, dad, grandmother, and I went to an old haunted house, the Whaley House. Ooh! It was odd. We wandered around the house and looked through most rooms. As we walked past a red bedroom, I got an odd feeling in my gut and I got anxious. Then we went upstairs. We finally went into the red bedroom and I felt sick and I wanted to leave. I asked one of the men working there if anyone died in the red bedroom. He said in the entryway to the room right next to the red bedroom, a family room, someone died and that in the family room, there was another death on one of the couches after being shot, if I remember correctly. Oh, shit. My father said that he felt odd on the stairway. When we got to my great uncle's house, he made us ground in sage because he was worried we brought something home with us. That was going to be the end of the email, but I never got to send it, and more odd things have happened. Apparently, in November of 2019, my great uncle said the ancestors said something was coming. What? And to have about a month of extra food and water on hand. My mother didn't quite believe him at first, but when corona hit, she relished what he had meant. I live... I live in Ohio, and I'm lucky our governor shut us down early on. Just a few days ago, when I sent my great, just a few days ago, when I sent this, my great uncle said to have a month of extra food by July and that something was going down. I hope this was haunted enough and didn't bounce around too much. Thank you all for what you do and the podcast, and stay safe, you spooky bitches. Um, thank you very much, Madeline. Well, uh, what? So there was like a shadow person, but then like once she learned she was Native American, it was like, oh, I'm not going to fuck with you anymore. It was like an ancestor that's like, I want you to know you're Native American. Oh, wait, no, you figured it out and reconnected with your Native family. So, oh, maybe that was it. It was like something that was leading her to that realization. At first, I was thinking she saw the light in her closet as like there was like a light that was just on in her closet. But now I'm thinking it was a light like like an orb right oh yeah also i love that it the first thought was that it could be a fairy Mm. because we actually have never to this date i'm pretty sure i don't think we've ever received a fairy listener story no and i love the idea of fairies the changelings yeah from the changelings episodes if you guys haven't listened to that we talk about fairies and fairy rings and shit's haunted yep shit's haunted major All of these stories were very fucking spooky today. Yeah, these were really spooky. Which was your scariest one, you think? All right. The idea of a... The man with the teeth that puts you (laughs) on the ceiling? I See, I've already blocked that one out of my memory. Because I'm picturing an old, old prospector in like Levi Strauss overalls 
with like torn flannel and he's right. just in the corner with his big bushy beard and like maybe one eye is made of glass and he's just like ha ha like oh that's scary hitting his knee i was picturing like a slender man type thing with like sh- like like sharp teeth and then they pick the child up and like put them like up towards the ceiling like upside down like the child's like, like spider pig from yeah. family guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i forgot about spider pig yeah spider pig spider pig yeah yeah no i think the scariest one for me is the idea of you see a ghost in your room and then you turn the light on normally ghosts disappear when the light comes on right but the fact that it just fucking stays there for a full 10 seconds right before dematerializing i don't like that yeah it scares me i know because then you can't be like it was just a trick of the light it was just (laughs) like a trick the lights were off and something was reflecting oh but then i turned my light on and it disappeared like no now you just get to see it better for 10 seconds it knew what it was doing for sure like it was like what's the scariest shit i could possibly do (laughs) right now I mean, I hate the story of them like just fucking around going down into the basement of that like haunted place in Alabama that was like where slave auctions happened. And they're just being like, ha ha, like we'll just walk over to the side of the room like, huh. And they and then like the lights go out and they feel a breath on their neck and then they like can't open up the door because it's locked and you're just like questioning every life decision you ever made. I genuinely feel like I have a fever right now. My hand is so cold and I'm putting it to my forehead and my forehead is just on fire these are bad vibe stories you guys have outdone yourselves right yeah super super haunted well i'm glad that we're getting to do some more of these episodes you guys yeah i'm looking forward to doing these every five episodes if you guys would like to send in your haunted stories please do so by emailing let's get haunted pod at gmail.com we are going to try to get through as many of these as possible yeah every five episodes yeah and it I'm going to throw something in here. Maybe we can delete it if you disagree. Um, If you are able to record yourself telling the story. Oh, no, I'm on board with that. Yeah, if you're able to tell yourself recording or record yourself telling the story, send it to us. Make sure that it's good enough audio quality that we can actually put it on the podcast. Like, so you you don't want to have like traffic or like white noise in the background. So it might be difficult to do that. And then you guys will understand our pain. Yeah. So, um, but if you can, if you can find yourself in like, you know, a really quiet place maybe put a blanket over your head while you speak into your phone so that way like it doesn't echo or whatever and we would love to play some of those if some people want to email those to us i think that's a great idea um and also if you'd like to donate to this show and help us make rent every month in our new podcast studio yes you can do so by going to letsgethaunted.com the very first page that pops up is our merch store you can either buy merch that's one way to support us or you can uh, click on haunted donation option and donate 420 to us. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to our Kofi account, which will be linked in the description for this episode and make a donation there. Or you can Venmo us at Natstron or at USA. Or you can support any of our sponsors. Whenever we have an episode with a sponsor or with an ad on it, uh-huh. click the link buy some shit yeah so those are all the ways you can help us make rent this year we signed a 12-month lease and are terrified you're so scared about this (laughs) (laughs) so thank you guys very very much for all of your support we really appreciate it yeah oh yeah do you want to do the sign off for this episode okay let me think 
Hmm. Well, I know what I'm going to say. Okay, do it. Um, BRB, got to go hang out with the old... The, <laughs> BRB, got to go hang out with the man with the bad teeth who puts <laughs> me on the ceiling. Bye. Bye.